You are listening to audio from Hope Church Ipswich. For more information about our church, please visit www.hopechurchipswich.net. Good morning, Hope Church. What a good name you have. <laughs> I hope you've got some good hopes ahead. Hey, it's exciting to hear about the building. The cinema, I mean, it, the audio, it's huge, isn't it? It's sort of like a, a landmark there in the city. Everyone, you know, you can't miss it. It's, it's, it's amazing. I mean, it's everything you want the church family to be in a city, isn't it? Sort of huge, visible, prominent. It kind of brings back memories of our little journey. When did we, when did we start this thing with, build, with the King Centre? How long ago? How long ago is that? 20, over 21 years ago. Goodness me, 21 years ago. I mean, it, you know, it's a, I just want to say we've had a wonderful, it's been a wonderful journey that God, God took us on with our building. Don't get the idea, oh, let's just get that over with and get on. It's a, it's a special moment. We, God did lots of things in us as a church family over those years. Um, stretching our faith, teaching us to give, to go for more and... Um, it's been, it's been a wonderful, wonderful journey. I mean, the only thing was, I had hair when we started. Uh, so it, there are some sort of, you know, Tom, watch out for that. But it's been really, honestly, it's been a wonderful, wonderful journey that we've been on. God has done some beautiful things in us as a church family in Norwich through that journey. And uh, I'm sure he'll do that in and through you, over the, as, as, you as you embark on this exciting venture to be everything that, that the Lord Jesus wants you to be in, in the heart of the, of the town. I shouldn't say city, should I? Norwich is a city, of course. But, <laughs> sorry. but hey, you did win rather well yesterday. It was, uh, it was a good margin, but I think we've won ahead. But um, oh, stop it, I'll be in trouble. Um, but seriously, you know, I, I am so grateful to God. I, I look back on, on, on these last years with great affection and love for what, what God has done among us. And, and particularly over those many, over those years, being a, a, an elder, a pastor at King's, part of an, an apostolic family of churches, um, that has meant so much to me. The, the friendships, the, 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 the wisdom, the, the help, the encouragement, just the, the connection with, with the apostolic church family that, 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 we, that, we, that we're a part of, it has been huge, I can't tell you, and, and so you're, you're well poised, you're well positioned for the beautiful things that the Lord wants to do through you here going into the future. Um, I hope you love the church. Do you love the church of Jesus? It's, it's, it's beautiful. This, it, it, it really is. It's, it's, it's the apple of his eye. It's his beloved, it's, it's the bride, the bride of Christ. That's, we're part of this, this wonderful, wonderful thing that he's doing across the earth. Um, do you know, I love to th- often think on a Sunday morning as the, as the sun rises a, a, across the nation, just like a, 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 a Mexican wave of worship goes on around the planet. Uh, while you were still asleep over there in China, millions just worshipping the Lord Jesus as they woke up this morning. And as the sun goes around the planet, just millions and millions of people, it's our turn now to worship Jesus. It's beautiful, isn't it? And this afternoon, when you're having a whatever you do <laughs> on a Sunday afternoon, Latin America South, and across the States, worship, worship to Jesus. We're part of that. You, you, you are part of that. 
and it's very, very precious. And um, I'm reminded of a, um, uh, it's a lovely quote, actually, John Piper. He, he, he puts words together rather well. And he, uh, I've always remembered these words he says about the church. The church of Jesus Christ is the most important institution in the world. The assembly of the redeemed, the company of saints, the children of God are more significant in world history than any other group, organization, or nation. The United States of America compares to the church of Jesus Christ like a speck of dust compares to the sun. Isn't that lovely? The drama of international relations, all of the Sunday papers this morning, compares to the mission of the church like a kindergarten garden riddle compares to Hamlet or King Lear. And all the pomp of May Day in Red Square fades into formless grey against the splendour of the Bride of Christ. <laughs> it's beautiful, isn't it? And we are part of that. You are part of that. And there's such a wonderful journey that, that the Lord has got for you. Uh, last week, I was in, um, in, in Germany. I was in Frankfurt with... A beautiful church family there, um, Simon and Natalie Tarry. Some of you may know them. Uh, it's a bit, church been going, what, a couple of years in the heart of Frankfurt. And uh, it was just, it was beautiful. There were, there, there, were, there, were, there were people experiencing the family of God for the first time. There was a, a work colleague of Simon, Simon Tarry, a work colleague of Simon with his family, brought his whole family along. And, and they were just amazed that, the family of God, and the, as we broke bread together, and the, 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 there were tears in the place of, of joy, and wow, this is the family of God. It's special, isn't it? It really, really, really is, and we, we love it, we value it, we honor it, we look after it, we, we want to play our part well for the glory of God, don't we? Um, and um, today, we're, we've been, we're laying hands on, on Tim and uh, bringing him into the eldership, into eldership here, uh, it's a significant moment for for you as a church family, and for and for Tim and Esme. And uh, I've been asked to speak from from uh, from Timothy, one Timothy chapter three. Uh, Timothy was in Ephesus, the church there in Ephesus. It actually gone, been going through a bumpy time, and um, so Paul is writing to his companion, his. His delegate, his friend, Timothy, about, about seeing the church in a, safe, in a good, safe place. And he's speaking here about eldership. The church had been losing its way. And Paul wants to see it firmly established and on a good course, on a good trajectory. So I'm going to read from 1 Timothy chapter 3. And uh, here we go. Lord, we love your word. We we, 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 we so honour your word and we say, please speak to us in all sorts of ways this morning through your living word. Lord Jesus, not just for Tim and Esme, but for everybody here, your word's alive and it can do beautiful things in our lives if we're open to you. So please, Holy Spirit, please come and do some beautiful things in our lives today through your living word in Jesus' name. Okay, 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1. Here is a trustworthy saying. Whoever aspires to be an overseer, uh, same as an elder, you can see in in Titus in chapter 1, those two words, overseer and elder, are interchanged by by Paul. Whoever aspires to be an an overseer or an elder desires a noble task. 
Now, the overseer is to be above reproach, faithful to his wife, temperate, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not given to drunkenness, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own family well and see that his children obey him, and he must do so in a manner worthy of full respect. If anyone doesn't know how to manage his own family, how can he take care of the church, of, of God's church? He mustn't be a recent convert or he may become conceited and fall under the same judgment as the devil. He must also have a good reputation with outsiders so that he won't fall into disgrace and into the devil's trap. I'll skip the bit about deacons there because there's a bit of repetition. Then go to verse 14. Although I hope to come to you soon, I'm writing to you with these instructions so that if I'm delayed, you, you will know how people ought to conduct themselves in God's household, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and foundation of truth. Beyond all question, the mystery from which true godliness springs is great. He appeared in the flesh, was vindicated by the Spirit, seen by the angels, preached among the nations, believed on in the world, taken up into glory. Wow. Special. When I was travelling home last, last Sunday evening, um, I, 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 I was at the airport. I was actually the, the last to the gate. A bit embarrassing, but they, they'd all gone. and They were down in the, in the, in the coach, and I ran down and, and got on the coach. And uh, I, actually, I just discovered a new worship CD, and I, I was sitting somewhere with my head just enjoying this wonderful... I'll tell you what it was later, if you like. Anyway, um, so I got on the coach, and off we went to the, to the, to the airplane. And the, the, we stopped by the, the coach stopped by the plane, and the co-pilot came down the steps, came over to the to the plane, and he got in, he said, we haven't done our pre-flight checks yet, so please would you, would you wait here, we're, we're, we need to do our pre-flight checks, okay? Now the surprising thing, well, well what happened, nobody complained, all right? Nobody said, oh, forget about it, we just want to go home, forget about that, let us on the plane, we want to, get... no one, no one. In fact, you know, you could you almost could imagine people saying, "You just do those pre-flight checks. We're happy. Do those pre-flight checks." Why? Because there's quite a lot at stake, right? There's quite a lot at stake going on this journey. And another time we were going somewhere. Um, we, were, we were going to America or Canada, or whatever. We'd just taken off, and, and there was a beep, 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 beep. And the pilot came on. I said, um, this, something's not quite right. I think we'll, we, we, we're not going to go on without getting this fixed. And, and again, you know, we're all sitting there, amen, yeah, that's a good plan. <laughs> because there's a lot at stake. And what, Tim, what, what Paul's writing to, to Timothy here is really, it's about, it's like a pre-flight check. This church, that it had gone through a wobbly moment, and so much is at stake that Paul wanted to make sure that this church family was in, in good hands, in good condition for the flight that, 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 that was in store for it. And it's a bit like that for you here. As you're going through this book, it's, it's like a pre-flight check. Hey, we want to be in good condition. We want to be in safe hands we don't want the pilot to be uh, 
a few over the limit, a few drinks over the limit. That was in the news recently, wasn't it? Um, not, not a good plan. We, there's a lot at stake. And so as you read through the, through the earlier chapters in, in 1 Timothy, chapter 1, um, speaking about not getting, not getting caught up in, in, in foolishness, in, 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 in things that don't really matter. And then he goes on in chapter 2 to speak about, about, about prayer and the life of the church family. A lovely verse there about, I want, men every, I want you to be praying with your hands held high. Pray, let there be good prayer in the church. And we've come on now into chapter 3, speaking about leadership. Let there be good leadership in the church. There's a lot at stake. And we want this, we want this church family to really, uh, we want the flight to be spectacular. We don't want to see anything going, going wrong. So the first thing that I notice here, leadership, I mean, leadership really, really does matter, doesn't it? As we come here into the first verse, here is a trustworthy saying, whoever aspires to be an overseer desires a noble task. It's a noble task. And there was a sense in which in the church in, in Ephesus, perhaps the the, the, the office of, of, of leadership had fallen into a bit of disrespect through previous leaders there and uh, uh, that got into some heresy and so on and maybe even the, the reputation in the, in, in the city had been spoilt. And so Paul is wanting to, to remind them, we need to keep that sense. This is a, a, very, it's a noble task. Leadership in the family of God is a, is a noble task. It's, it's something beautiful. And, and uh, it's something that Paul needed to, wanted to make sure was clearly in place in that church family that had been through a bit of a bumpy, a bumpy time. Needed to instill confidence again in this noble task of, of being an, a, 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 an overseer, an elder. And so he said, you know, don't, don't rush this. It's not something you don't rush. Don't let them be a novice. It's down there in verse 6. He mustn't be a recent convert, or he may become conceited, or the enemy can get in and so on. Um, so don't rush. Choose carefully. Watch closely. It's a noble task. And you probably notice that in those verses that I just read, um, it's, it, it's, it's all about character before we even get to gifting. There's about six points about character before you get to the bit about being able to teach. Because unlike the way we choose lead, leaders are chosen in the world, where it might be the, the, the smartest, the, 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 the quickest, the, 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 I don't know, the wittiest, the most impressive, in the church of Jesus Christ, it's, it's different. And, and so character is hugely important. Hugely important. And, and so it, it, it's spelt out in... In, 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 great, in, in, in very uh, demanding terms, above reproach. Wow, you know, no pressure, above reproach. Literally, that means nothing to take hold of. There's nothing to take hold of. Nothing in, 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 in a leader's life that either people around or, or, or Satan can latch onto and Cause, prob, cause trouble, cause difficulties. Nothing to latch onto. It's because we are, we're, we're in a war, you know that, don't you? The, 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 our walk as, as followers of Jesus, we're, 
Uh, again, John Piper, he makes the point, he, he makes the, point um, the Christian life, it, it's war. That's not all it is, but it's always that. And so nothing that the enemy can take hold of. I dug out an old book of mine I bought a long, long, long time ago. It's by C.H. Spurgeon, Lectures to My Students. I bought this um, over 40 years ago. And um, here's a chapter in here called The Minister's Self-Watch. And um, he, um, he, he gives a wonderful illustration. It's, it's, he wasn't talking about airplanes and, and, and uh, flight checks. He, was, he talks about trains. Travelling one day by express from Perth to Edinburgh, on a sudden we came to a dead stop because a very small screw in one of the engines. Only a small screw was gone. If that had been right, the train would have rushed along its iron road, but the absence of that insignificant piece of iron disarranged the whole. Such a result is all the more grievous when it's in the life of the man of God, because it's associated with the gospel, which is, the, which is the, in the highest sense, is adapted to the effect of grandest results. Um, so, so he goes on to talk about flies in a grease box that stopped a train um, in, in America. And I think it was Richard Baxter, the uh, 17th century preacher, who said, um, take heed to yourself, lest you unsay with your life what you say with your tongue. So it, 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 it really matters the way we do life as leaders because we, we're, we're demonstrating something of what the gospel brings about in, in the human heart and life. So nothing to take hold of, nothing that the enemy can get hold of. And he's, in the next chapter, Paul, Paul goes on to say, um, Timothy, watch yourself and your doctrine. You know, you might expect you to say, watch your doctrine and, and watch yourself. But he puts it the other way around. Watch yourself and your doctrine. I think it might be easier to watch your doctrine than to watch yourself. In fact, Wise men know you can't watch yourself by yourself. You never know when you've got egg on your face. I mean, that, that's the, the, the beauty of having a, a wonderful wife who can point out when you've got egg on your face or when your ears are sticking out when you put these microphones on wrong. You know, you know but... A good one. You can't watch yourself by yourself. And we need to give other people this gift of helping us in this process. And that's the beauty of being in a, an eldership team. Elders, you can give the gift of this self-watch to your brothers around you. Please be free to point out when when I'm not doing very well. Don't, it, it's a wonderful thing to be in part of a team where there's, in the, in the context of friendship and wanting to see one another do well, there's an honesty and an openness and we can keep one another safe. And we need to give one another the gift of helping us in our self-watch. There's nothing to take hold upon. 
And it's true for all, all, you know, not just for us as leaders. Hey, don't give the enemy opportunity in your life as you seek to follow Jesus. Don't sail too close to the wind. Had to get on a sailing somewhere, didn't we, really? Um, Sailing close to the wind, you know, sometimes in, in, in following Jesus, oh, can I do this? Can I get away with that? Can I get... Sailing close to the wind is, is very tiring, actually, and it's not a lot of fun. You have to keep tacking across the wind. You know, you can, if the wind's coming towards you like that, you can actually, you can sail pretty close up. You can get away with going fairly close, but it's, a, it's an unstable point of sailing, and it's exhausting. The best way of sailing is to run with the wind. It's much more fun. Running with the wind, going, you know, the wind's coming that way, you're going that way. Just, you, you're, you can put your mainsail out one side, you can put your jib out the other side, and you can just fly. Folks, in following Jesus, don't sail close to the wind. What can I get away with? Is this okay? Run with the wind. Let, let's put some flesh on it. What does that mean? On a daily basis, let me just say this personally. Um, some of you might know I've, I've had a little bit of a challenge health-wise in recent years. And when I was first diagnosed, I, 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 I realised very quickly that I had need to guard my, my mind. You wake up in the morning, and as soon as you wake up, your brain begins to, to, to churn and, and think about things. And I found that if I, did, if I didn't do anything about it, Within about 10 minutes, I could, I could get pretty depressed. Oh, what if? Oh, oh, oh. And I quickly realized I needed to do something about this. And so I learned to, I learned to, I, I, I learned to just run into, into the Lord's presence and to, to worship. And to, I didn't want my mind to start getting caught up in all kinds of other craziness that would wreck my life. And here's the thing. I, I realised at that moment how careless, perhaps, I'd been in previous years. I'd allow myself to have a day or two being a bit non, you know. You know what it is. You sort of, uh, and, and I said, no, 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 that, that won't do anymore. I, I don't want one day like that. And I, I want to encourage you, dear, dear people, on a daily basis, run with the wind of God's presence. I've got some little tricks that I do on this. If I'm tempted to sort of, you know, skip time with, uh, with the Lord, I think, ah, oh, so you don't want to enjoy the presence of Jesus today? Ah, oh, I do. Yes, I do. I, do you know what I'm, You get it? You know, little games in your, in your mind you, when you might be tempted to just look at Facebook first or, or, or WhatsApp or whatever it might be. So you don't want... To enjoy the Lord Jesus today. Ah, yes, I really, really do. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, some of you may have heard of, he, a German pastor who um, was, was put to death just before, by the Gestapo just before the end of the war. He said this, at the dawn of each day stands the God who made it. Therefore, let the first thought and the first word belong to him to whom our whole lives belong. That sounds like good counsel. Not Twitter or whatever, Facebook or whatever. Let the first thought and the first word belong to him to whom our whole lives belong. Whoops, am I doing something wrong here? Am I okay? Okay. Um, so, 
noble task above reproach. Where do we go next? It, it, it sort of unpacks this um, very practical way, speaking about what it means to be above reproach. Faithful to, 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 to one's wife. Um, I'll speak a bit more about that in a moment. Temperate, self-controlled, respectable. These are to do with character. Our characters matter because we're, 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 we're living for the Lord Jesus. We're wanting to be bearers of his name. And it really, really matters. I want to pick out one here that just interested me and, and sparked off. It says here, hospitable. That's a strange one. We haven't got to teaching yet, and it's got hospitable. And I thought, well, why, why is that in there? Why hospitable? Now, you probably know hospitable means um, literally loving the stranger, filio uh, uh, xantos, but loving the stranger, hospitable. So we are called as, as leaders, we're, t- we're called to, to practice hospitality. Now, there's a great, let's have another a picture. Yeah, I love that picture. Um, practicing hospitality. I, I, do you know, we, I want to say to all, all elders here and elders, have a great table. Somewhere in your house, okay, a good table that you can get lots of people around. Um, why is that there? Why hospitable? Why is that part of, of the mandate of being a leader? Well, if you look, look at verse 5. It says here, if anyone doesn't know how to manage his own family, how can he take care of, now you'd expect him to say, God's family, wouldn't you? If you can't look after your own, manage your own family, how can you look after God's family? Well, that's what God's church is. We're family. And I think the reason that hospitable is there is because the gospel is all about the incredible hospitality that God has extended to us. When we were enemies, not even friends, not when we were enemies... He loved us, pursued us, and he brought us home. This is the gospel. We've, we've been brought home. There's a, there's a place. We really, really belong. When, we've, when we come to know Jesus, we're part of, of the family of God. That's what we are. We're the family of God. And that's why there's all these things about, about marriage and, and how uh, leaders do their, 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 their earthly families because the church is the family of God. In fact, at the end of the passage here, when Paul is, uh, uh, in verse 14, he says, look, I'm hoping to come to you soon, but in case I don't get there or I'm delayed, I, I, I want you to know, I want people to, 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 to know how to conduct themselves in God's household, in God's family, because that's what we are. We're God's family. I told you the stakes were high. I, That's why the flight checks are so important. We're the family of God. And if you've given your life to Jesus, you really, really belong. And you you can call God your your father. Abba, Father. You, you, You can pray. He loves to hear your voice. You're welcomed in the family. You're not an outsider anymore. You're part of the family of God. I, I love this. That's why Paul, the, 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 actually the, 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 the term that he most often uses for Christians is uh, beloved, my beloved, beloved brothers and sisters, because that's what we are. We're family. 
Have you understood what it is to come home to the Father? Have you, do you know Jesus as your Savior? Have, have, you, have you had that wonderful experience of coming home to your Father? That's what it means to, to be a Christ one, a Christian. We've, he, he brings us back to the Father. And the church here is part of the family of God. This beautiful family. Isn't that great? It's, it's, not, it's not an organization. There's feeling and warmth and acceptance and belonging. It's family. That's what we are. Because, hey, you, you don't have to look very far. Satan's the orphan maker. You know that, don't you? You can see it in our culture. Satan's an orphan maker. There's, there's far too many orphans out there. Satan's the orphan maker. The Lord Jesus is the family maker. He brings you back into the family. That longing to, 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 to belong somewhere. That longing to know and be known. That's the beauty of being part of the family, of accepted one of my favourite quotes outside of the Bible is um, J.I. Packer called Knowing God. And there's a chapter there called Knowing and Being Known. And he says this, the most wonderful thing, it's not so much that I know him, but he knows me. I'm engraved on the palms of his hands. And there's never a moment when I'm out of his thoughts or his attention falters. And the most amazing thing of his love for me is that it's based at every point on prior knowledge of the worst about me. So that no discovery he can now make would disillusion him about me the way I'm so often disillusioned with myself and quench his determination to bless me. <laughs> Family, we belong. Isn't that beautiful? That's, these, the stakes are high. That's why we want elders church leaders to have the heart of God, a heart of hospitality, loving people, because that's what our Heavenly Father has done. It goes on from there. I'm, I'm, I'm now sort of, I've jumped into um, verse, verse 15 with a household of God. It goes on, which is the church of the living God. You could translate, if you translate that literally, it's the the living God's called out ones. The living God's called out ones. That's what you are. That's what Ecclesia means, called out ones. And church, the living God's called out ones. That's what the church is. Hey, the stakes are high. That's what we are, dear brothers and sisters. That's what this church family is part of. The living God's called out ones. And in the Old Testament... God is, is often, Yahweh is often called the living God in contrast to all the, dead, all, the, all the dead idols in the culture around them. All the stuff around them in the culture that, that, uh, that was just dead and going nowhere. Hey, he's a living God. And we're the, we're the living God's called out ones. Isn't that, isn't, that, isn't that awesome? That's what we are. That's what this church family is. And there's more, there's others to be called out into the family that the Lord, Jesus wants to call others into the family to be, to be called out ones, to, to, to know their father. 
that's what we are a part of. And for, for, the, for the children, for people of Israel in the Old Testament, this, this sense that God's presence was among them, that it shaped who they were. It shaped them. Can you imagine? You know, you, keep moving. Time's going. Okay. Um, so, the church of the, of the living God. I will dwell among you and be your God and you'll be my people. And this profoundly affected them. God's presence is, was really there. And God's presence is really, really, really here. We're, we're temples of the, of the Holy Spirit. And, and when we come together... Jesus said, there I am in the midst. So every time you come together, let there be wonderful expectation. The living God is here. <laughs> he really is. And he wants to speak. I so love that, that, that word earlier on in the, in the meeting. He's the, the speaking God. He's the one who, who, who loves to, to speak and encourage and direct and help. And so when you come together, let there be a wonderful expectation for God to speak, maybe through you, to bless people around you. This, let this be your expectation of the church family, that the, the living God is here to do wonderful things, to, to heal, to help, to transform, to speak, to direct, to, to bless, to comfort. He's the living, he's the living God. Oh, Paul's getting carried away now. He goes on, the church, and then he goes, he goes on, the pillar and foundation of truth. Well, the church has got a stunning calling. Let's start off with foundations. God, God's truth is a, a foundation to our lives. We, we build our lives upon the solid rock of God's truth. Who God is. It's so important you understand who God is. His, his kindness, that he, that he, his holiness, his... It's so bad. If, if, you, if you get it wrong in this area, knowing what God is like, if your image of God is, is someone who's vindictive and distant, hey, you need, to, you, you need to build your life on the truth of what God is really, really, really like. He's a father. I, he, he, he loves you. I remember just being overwhelmed when I understood for the first time that... He likes me. He, he's not always frowning when he looks at me. He's smiling when he looks at me. I'm a, I'm a granddad now. I love being a granddad. I, I mean, it's great. You get all the good bits and you don't have to have the bad bits. And it's, I, never, I don't have to say no, you see, because parents can do that. I, I, but I love... I love I had my granddaughter in the car last night driving home and we were singing songs and things. Hey, I... I love being with my grandchildren. God's your father. It's so important you understand. You build your life on the truth of who he is. The truth of the grace of God. That he, he, he came and found you when you were far away. This is the gospel. This is what Jesus has done. Build your, we want to build our lives upon this. The church... Is, is to be is, is the guardian of, of, of truth and, and the elders are, are in place to, to guard the gospel. If you go into 2 Timothy, but Paul says to Timothy, Timothy, guard the gospel, hold on to it, don't let it slip from your grasp. It's so important in, 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 for, your, for your own life and also for those that you're leading. And the church is the, is the foundation. It, things, 
Don't, there's lots of things that can move you in life, aren't there? I wonder what's, what's threatening to move you at the moment. Trying to throw you off balance. Fears, uncertainties, what North Korea is going to do, whatever, all sorts of things can, can throw you off balance. And, and Paul's saying, oh, we want to build our lives on this wonderful foundation, God's truth. Church, you are the guardians of, of God's wonderful truth. Don't let Satan's lies get in. You know this, don't you? Satan, Satan doesn't leave teeth marks in your flesh. He leaves lies in your heart. You know that, don't you? Don't let, don't let your life be thrown. We, we ought to build our lives on the, the beautiful truth of who God is, the gospel, his wonderful grace. And I know, Tim, you, you love God's word. You guard it, hold on to it, and uh, preach it, declare it, and point people into God's truth because it's, it's the foundation in a, in a world that can rock you uh, all over the place. Here is something to build your life upon that doesn't move and is dependable. Let's, I'm going to finish off with pillars because this just gets, I think this gets really, really exciting. Okay, pillar. I think Paul was thinking about um, there's a great big temple in Ephesus, Temple of uh, Artemis or um, Diana, and it was one of the seven wonders of the world, this great big temple. It, it just dominated the whole landscape of the city. And it had a hundred, I think they're called iconic, ionic, sorry, ionic pillars, a hundred pillars that were about 16 meters high, these great big pillars. And these great big pillars were, they were lifting up, they were holding up there this magnificent marble roof. So this great big temple, these, 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 all these great big pillars, this splendid marble roof that was sort of being, being shown off to, to the world. And I think Paul was thinking about that pillar, that, 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 that temple, and thinking, do you know what? There's something far more glorious than that that you're involved in. And what's this pillar all about? Do you know what? Well, he just gets carried away at this point. Paul just gets carried away. And he, 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 there's a, he, he, he almost starts singing. There's a hymn here. He's thinking of this pillar. He's thinking, you know, he, he's thinking about the church being those that lift up, that hold up the glory of Jesus. It's all about him. It's all about Jesus. Be high and lifted up. Well, I'd like to sing it. Be high and lifted up. Do you know that song? Be high and lifted up, Jesus. It's you we glorify. It's you we're lifting high. And so the church is not just the. It's built on the. It's not just the the, the foundation of truth, but it's to it's to lift up. It's as pillars holding up the splendor of Jesus to the community around us, to the world around us, because it's all about Him. It's all about him. Some of you know, we, we, we had um, Evan and Tracy Rogers in Norwich for a few years. And uh, he, Evan was a, a wonderful, crazy worship leader. At this point, he'd be jumping up with his strange guitar and singing that great song, There's No One, There's No One Like Jesus. Uh, you know, he, and he'd make us all dance, of course, because that, that was Evan. But I want to exhort you, church family, and, and Tim... Make much of Jesus. 
make much of Jesus. It's all about him. Paul just can't, he, he, he's getting carried away. Beyond all, he's, you know, he, he's really losing it here. Beyond all question, there's this, the words used here are really kind of um, quite difficult to, to, to translate accurately. Beyond all question, it's kind of, whoa! The, the mystery of the, of, 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 of the gospel is astonishing, says Paul. And, and this is probably a song that they sang in the early church, all about Jesus. He appeared in the flesh. He was vindicated by the Spirit through his miracles and the resurrection. He was seen by the angels. This is speaking about his, the, the earthly Jesus, and now it's going to come on. He was preached among the nations. We're speaking about the glorified Jesus now. Believed on across the world. Taken up into glory. And that's going to include us one of these days. Folks, there's a lot at stake. An awful lot at stake. There's a wonderful flight that, that the Lord has for you as a church family. Make sure you do those flight checks. Make sure that as a church family you're walking well. Leaders... Walk carefully, watch for each other, make much of Jesus and lift Jesus high. I'm going to finish the quote from Finish the Mission. I'd love to say a lot more, but I've run out of time. Church, Hope Church, we are not at our leisure. Rather, we're under the mandate of the grace of God. Grace that found us, restored us, redeemed us, and breathed new life into us, into our dormant lungs, and brought us back from the grave for a purpose. And that purpose is that we would, with everything in us, become amplifiers of the beauty of Jesus among all the people on this planet. Pillars lifting up the glory of Jesus. Lord, I pray that for Hope Church. I pray, Lord Jesus, a, a wonderful flight for this church family. I pray for church leaders, pray for Tim especially. Lord, help them, keep them safe, this, this noble task. Lord Jesus, nothing for the enemy to latch on to. I pray, Lord Jesus, would you do something very special in this church family, that Jesus will be lifted high and lots of people will come to know him who to know his eternal life. Amen. Thank you for listening to audio from Hope Church Ipswich. Please feel free to make a copy of this content, but please do not edit the content in any way.